We are live in Karen's Corner. Yep. Out here on a Wednesday night, like always. Yep, last, last minute. minute. No big deal. 8.33 p.m. Wednesday, December 28th. Yep, 2017. Or, uh, I mean, what is, not December. What is it? April 28th. Yep, almost the end of the month. What the fuck is uh, that? The fucking heater kicked on. I got to shut that off. Forgot about it. Still got the heat on out here in uh, Illinois. And oh, it's blowing right in my face. Perfect. <laughs> Sit here and nothing, sweat. Nothing but the best, brother. <laughs> I see that. Uh, we are brought to you by generalothercraft.com. Matt at Pioneer underscore fit on Instagram. Best belts there is. There ain't no fucking question. You need a leather lifting belt, go to Matt. You need a dress belt, go to Matt. You need a cock ring, go to Matt. Simple. Make your dick hard, your lifts big, and your pride tall. I seen a belt on there today. It said something about "fuck you nerds" and everybody tagged me. I thought it was my I belt. Know. I got tagged in it too. They, is this Tom Cow? Tom Cow? Is this the Hulk Finn? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> well, hey, thank you for making me a belt, uh, Matt. I didn't know you were making me one. Made one for the Tri Alphas. I I, I I appreciate that, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, that was nice of you, Matt. Great dude. Supported yeah. us for two years on the podcast and ten years in life. We'll see you in September. A September to remember. Yeah, I'm going to do the meat out there. Yeah, mute me, Kiel. i got to turn the heat off. I'm muting you. Turn okay. that fucking heat off, man. I'm dying over here. I'm sweating like a half-fuck fox in a forest fire. Oh, thank God. A little thing cranks. You good? I'm good. Golden, pony boy. Yeah, we don't need that shit. Who needs a heater when you got a thin sweatshirt on? I got a heater in the truck, and I don't give a fuck because I'm off to the rodeo. Well, here comes Tommy with the specker in his hand. He's a one-ball man. He's off to the rodeo. Yep. I'm off. I'm drinking Diet, Dr. Pepper, and Tito's Vodka. I don't know if you ever heard of that or... little uh, Midwest coffee, for those of you who don't know. I'm so hyped up I could shit. I think I took too much pre-workout, too much vodka, too much uh, whiskey, too much beer. Relax. Sorry. Calm down over there. I know what. I don't know. I just fired up, man. Yeah, I'm fired up too. I'm so fired up I could shit. Prove it. <laughs> You're pinching loaves in my front yard. I play croquet out there. <laughs> oh, um, all right. We uh, 
Well, we might as well talk for a couple minutes before yeah, we get before our we we have a guest. Another guest because, you know, we can make phone calls now. Yeah, an esteemed guest. Guest or guests? I, it might be. I told both of them. Well, the one guy doesn't talk. Well, I guess it's not going to be a surprise can you say who it is already. No, <laughs> don't tell him. I don't want to, I don't want people to know. Well, you probably already said it in the description, you idiot. It'll be in the description, <laughs> damn it. Yeah, so the eight-man guys are going to be on here in a few minutes. I think they're waiting in their vehicle right now for our phone call. Yeah, keeping warm. Yeah, keeping warm here in Phoenix. It's like 200 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just give us a little rundown of what happened. You're back. <laughs> yeah, I was at the Kern U.S. Open in St. Diego, California. Um, which everybody knows is a whale's vagina. Yes. Uh, that's what it's short for. Um, short trip for me. Flew in Friday afternoon, left Sunday afternoon. Quick hitter. Went there, obviously, for Dan Bell, support him. Um, and I watched him lose, so we are no longer friends. <laughs> yeah. Man, he dropped 15 grand right out of his fucking hands. I was yeah. watching it live. I had some, like, jokes, like, immediately after it happened. Uh, and I'm like, I don't think that, that's the time, man. That's a lot a of little, money. Maybe, maybe too soon. Remember, didn't maybe Br- too soon. Didn't Brandon Allen drop something, like, five, four years ago? Yeah, Big but, Cogs, maybe? Like, it was he, a lot of money fell out of his hands. A lot of money fell out of his hands, but he I don't think he's ever pulled that before. Yeah. So it's not like Dan's done this multiple times. I know it. And he, okay, there's a discrepancy because Dan pulled it, got a down command. Set it down Ooh. and took a step back. Yeah. So I was so pissed. That's the other thing. It's like it's even like it's almost would be better if you didn't even wasn't even close. Right. Like you, like oh you had to pull nine fifty. We'll try it. Ah fuck we tried. Yeah. Like well you pulled it. Well the first time you pulled it it got in front of him. So I literally watched his hand open as he was pulling. I go this ain't yeah. this ain't good. Second time flew up smoke show. Yeah I know it. And then he gets a down command. He goes to put it down and takes a step back. So. He's like, I got the down command. Head judge said white light, and the sides didn't give it to him. So I'm like, okay, let me pull up the rule book. Well, the rule book in the WRF, whatever, the WPF, Russian. yeah, the Russians, yep. it says no <laughs> no feet movement forward or backward, but it doesn't say when there's no feet movement. So it's a gray area. If, if it was before the down command, okay, well, yeah, you fucking you moved. Yeah. But it was after the down command as foot moved, and there was no direct ruling. So... Man. He just had to go with the fucking lights. You know, Dan yeah. Bell's like the nicest guy ever. You know, every, everybody always says, oh, what a nice guy. Well, I bet he was a motherfucking piss. He wasn't a nice guy then. He wasn't too happy. God yeah, a couple damn. beers fix you up. Yeah, a couple Coors Lights and a you know, tennis yeah. goal fix him right I was now. drinking for him all day. What did he do that night? And did he so was he. drink after that? What, what happened? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure he did. He was drinking before that. So well, I yeah. We st- he started drinking, you know, during squats, you know, <laughs> calm the nerves a little bit. I drank heavily for him, That's so he good. was very calm. That's a good partner. Um, I was drinking. For, I told Nick Best I drink for him too. Yeah. I told uh, John Hack I drink for him. Yeah. So I was getting very intoxicated, but they, everybody was calm. So that was good. Yeah, um, a lot of drinking. Yeah, it was a lot of drinking for me. I started drinking at like nine in the morning. I saw you staggering around. Yeah, in the live feed, I saw stumbling. Live feed, yep. Yeah, I was wasted. I saw Cam. He he was in the live feed too. He, he was kept... flying. He was flying really high. Yeah, he he was like <laughs> so high he slept. He was tired at one point. Maybe he's jet lagged. I don't know what happened. Eight man guys were complaining that he kept getting in their way. He kept getting in the eight man strong's uh, booth, breathing. Yeah, breathing hard and yeah. trying to fit through stuff he couldn't fit through and shit. Yeah, that's Cam. Just to show how big he is. Yeah. Oh, couldn't make it. Right. Um, no. Then we we proceeded, you know, because he got second place, which is like, I mean, yeah, it's still a good amount of money, but it's just you know, fifteen grand in your hand. Um. And then we went downtown St. Diego and proceeded to uh, drink heavily. Yeah. We went home, had some beers, 
No. Me and Dan were doing, was it Jaeger and something? Oh, God. So he's forcing those at me. I'm like, come Jaeger. on, man. What the fuck? Damn it. Okay. What is this, 1997? Yeah. But I felt bad for him. I don't know if he's going to hold on to the glass. <laughs> there you go, Dan. There's one. Too soon, uh, <laughs> Drop the glass. <laughs> I guess he didn't really drop the weight. He held on to it. He held on to it. He was stumbling with the glass. Yeah, his feet went he was backwards. Stumbling. Yeah, felt feet went backwards. Tell me he chugged a beer. Um, so we were drinking heavily, went out to some bars, met up with uh, Nick Best. Yeah. Drank with him, and then as a TD, TD smash. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He's from Indiana. Yeah, good yeah. dude. Drank with him. Strong. That motherfucker almost pulled 900, too. Yeah. Oh, he pulled 804. But he tried 900. Did he? He attempted 903 and, and had it and missed it, like, at the top or something. Yeah, see, I, like everybody had, like, it was literally text me during the meet. Oh, why did he miss that lift? Why did this guy do this? Do they pull on a judge? And I'm like, I don't know what's going on right now. Like, I'm in the back room with Dan for three hours. Like, I, I like I didn't watch any of the Who's meet. Who's texting you, Tank Barbell? So, no, so my clients and stuff, like, what would happen? Why did that, is that judge getting kicked out? I'm like, no, they're probably rotating. I'm like, dude, I don't know what's going on. I'm fucking, I'm, I'm busy, dude. I'm not, I'm not watching. Yeah. And then, plus, there was, you know, fucking 200 people there. Right. So, you can't see shit, basically, unless you're with the lifter behind there watching him. So, yeah, I didn't know what was going on half the time. I barely know what anybody lifted. Good time, though. Good meat. A lot of fucking studs there, you know? Oh, yeah. You had that Chad Pence. I never even heard of him, really. Actually, no. I competed against him, but I never heard of him. So your buddy competed on Sunday. I haven't seen that guy in six years. Who's my buddy? Miguel. Or Mick, Mick, started with an M. The guy he squatted against. Oh, uh, Malik Deerstein. Did you see him? Yeah, I talked to him. <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> I saw it on some, some feed. I'm like, oh, man, I haven't seen that guy forever. Yeah. Since I, that I cage incident. I don't know what he I don't even know what he did or how he how he did. What did he no say idea. to you? He talked to him at all? Yeah, we talked for like a minute. No, like, yeah, man, later. You tell him what the fuck happened in the yeah. 2016, you I asshole. Said, I said, I bet, I bet you still can't out squat me. <laughs> I love it. I love that kind of talk. I said, fuck, you son of a bitch. Yes. Uh, but uh, yeah, there were some freaks and some women freaks. You know, you have like oh, fucking yeah. Hunter Henderson. Um, some, some chick pulled 630 or something. Some all time record. I don't. Yeah, know. Uh, oh. this chick named her Instagram Sarah eats bacon. Man, she, must she pulled six. Th- she's actually Damn, I always uh, said bacon's good for you. She's out of Jesse Burdick's gym. I think. Yeah, uh, Tiny Tiff was there. I he met said up Jesse Burdick got caught in fire. What? At that after that thing that, that firework or whatever they had over there. What? Uh, what they have there? They had that sparklers or whatever the fuck it was at the meet. Yeah, I didn't see that. I kept going off shh after a lift. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Burdick was standing right next to it when she pulled that. He started jumping around and he fucking got lit on fire or something. That's what oh, Cam man. said. Man, I missed. Cam must have been high as fuck. Maybe <laughs> he probably trumped that. <laughs> yeah, maybe he trumped that. Yeah, but there were some there were some freakishly strong strong women there. Yeah, it was wild. Um, Cam was fucking probably in love with every one of them. We just staring. Yeah, staring. <laughs> I can see him staring now with his blue blockers on. <sighs> it was funny. There was some <clears throat> chick standing in front of us, like pretty good looking. We're like, oh, she's pretty good looking. Mm-hmm. Cam shows me the next day, like her doing like porn on Twitter. The what? <laughs> I'm like. In this fuck crazy world, you think some chick's hot? I'm like, oh, that's a good looking chick. You turn around, fuck camp finds her doing porn. How does Cam know all this? He stalk all of them. Uh, Instagram stalk. To, went went to Twitter. <laughs> it's a very quick process. I'm very impressed. <laughs> yeah, he was like two minutes. Hey, here you go. And there, uh, yeah, it was, it was wild. Who was it? I don't know. Like you, the fans want to know. I don't have her Instagram. I don't have her stuff. Oh, jeez. But uh, Cam, she does. a lifter? No, her husband was lifting with uh, on the day Dan was. Some Joe guy. I don't know. Big deadlifter, I guess. Hmm. Oh, Joe uh, Joe Sullivan. <laughs> no, I drank with him, though, too. <laughs> I saw Pretty he was dude. out there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, good dude. Man, I wonder who that girl was. 
I don't know. I don't know our name. I, don't, I couldn't tell you. Maybe next week we'll find out. Until the next audience. week we will find we'll out. We'll have to call it the Cowboy we'll, we'll get the we'll get the Twitter the Twitter uh, name mm-hmm. out there for you uh, for you fans. So you can see what, I, what we were seeing. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Oh, that's a pretty good looking girl. Yeah, Cam goes. Uh, oh, geez, eight man's wanting to get on. Are you serious? Your clock is broken. I told him five minutes, fifteen minutes ago. <laughs> we're got- on, tell him we're on Illinois time. Just tell him, relax, eight man. What's our number? Say it on the air, please. Okay, eight man is five five five. How do you find? How do you find it? I don't know, dude. Click their contact info. I am, but it won't. Oh, should I share it? Well, you probably shouldn't say it. No, I'm not going to share it online. Or just Tom. show it to me. Oh, I'm right next to you. It's that one. Okay. Eight. Eight one six, five seven five three zero oh, nine. This is Tank's number. <laughs> hey, what's going on? That'd be a great trick, right? Hey, what's going on, guys? <laughs> so this is Adam that owns the two brothers own eight man. Oh man. What did I get myself into? That's you, my question. You are alive <laughs> oh, on the Let's Get I, Stupid podcast, my friend. Oh, man. I've been waiting for the call. You've been waiting patiently for the call. We had a little technical oh, difficulties. Uh, Finn was running late. No, I was not running late. Callus was running late, actually. Come on. Well, I was lifting weights, <sighs> and Callus was putting together the soundboard, which is uh, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> that and, I believe. And we've only had like three people call into the show. My dad, Pappy. Yep. Dan Bell. And now Adam from Ape Man Strong. I thought this was Tank Barbell. No, this is this is Adam, right? <laughs> this is Adam. Adam, introduce <laughs> yourself to our audience. There's millions of people listening. There's oh man, now I'm nervous. Yeah, don't this get is nervous. Adam Field. Adam Field. My brother and I, Noah, started Eight Man Strong about six years ago, and we're based here in Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, yeah. As many of you know, I was once sponsored by these Eight Man Strong guys, and then we had a huge yeah, falling out. Yeah, you left Adam, us, man. What happened? Adam, what happened? Adam sent me all these terrible text messages, hoped I died, <laughs> and, my, and I'll never make it and everything else. So I, I thank you for that, Adam. Oh, please. That That's added, not true. That added fuel to my fire. Oh, man. You went off on your own, which was a smart move for you, actually. It worked out really well. No, I'm just kidding. I love the eight-man guys. Always have, always will. Yeah, they make the best shop rags, hands down. Oh, That's Callis talking. <laughs> I know. Boxes of He them. told me this on live one day. We got into it on that. Yeah. On live? Hey, yeah. Yeah, you a live feed. You were doing a live feed. I don't oh, know. You were wasting the Arnold, the Arnold quote-unquote in your garage. All those people were yelling on the live stream. <laughs> the fake Arnold, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was like it looked like a garage slash living room. There's like a couch. I didn't know what was going on in that life. Yeah. Yeah. Either do we? It's, it's just gonna get worse at the next place. <laughs> oh, Looking hillbilly heaven. You're moving up. The next place looks nice. Well, the next place is gonna be uh, a little too nice for me. I'll probably be living in the RV, and uh, keep, <laughs> Mrs. Barbell and the kids will be living in the house. Where Watch. were you this weekend for the Kern? I saw the other. I saw other Tom, but I didn't see you. Yeah, <laughs> better Tom. I was at prison. Oh, that's good. I was, I was in prison. Oh. Uh, I did watch it though. You guys had a good feed. The eight man guys had a feed going. And uh, I know was I was there. That was probably the best feed. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think it was the best feed. You guys had an announcer going. Everything. It was way better than any feed that I think any power team meets ever had. We were really stressed in the feed because we'd never done a live. We got the software to do it. 
Then I had to learn how to, I was running the software the whole time because Noah films, as you know, oh, yeah. I had to learn how to run the software. Um, yeah, I think it got better the second day and now we're like all obsessed on making the next one that we do even better. So that, that was, we would love to be great at the live feeds. That was better than the fucking ESPN feed they had. I think those guys that did the ESPN feed for what was that? The, the bench one and then the half door. Oh one, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty fucking boring. What's the name was pretty good on the mic. Uh, Garrett, Garrett Fear. It was good on the mic, and it was like a very good setup too. Like the, what's your name did a good the, job setting that that uh, stage up. Gracie, yeah, Gracie V. Yeah, the whole event. I mean, yeah, Garrett is awesome. For me, from my perspective, that kid's great on the mic. I mean, to talk six and a half hours the first day, and I think the second day went eight and a half hours. <laughs> He's essentially by himself. He had all this background information on people's PRs and. And, um, you know, how much your lifts each attempt was up as far as kilograms and his insights on whether he thought he was going to get it. I mean, it, that's hard to do. I mean, people criticize everyone, I guess, but that's a hard gig to do by yourself on a oh, mic yeah, for, for six and a half hours. hours. I mean, you kind of run out of stuff to talk about after like three minutes. Yeah, so I was super impressed um, with him. Gracie set that up. We didn't, I well, mean, Tom's we a big fan of Garrett Fears. I know that. Yeah. Is he, he not? He, 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 he likes me, that's for sure. <laughs> he's all right. I drank with him. He's he's decent, you know. I, I mean, he commented. I get along with him. I'm not going to be like, hey, buddy, what's going on? But com- we, I get along with him. He commented on a few of Kellis's not so uh, oh. low squats. I, I mean, he is a uh, he's an official judge. He was really judging Kellis's squats in the past. But that's fine. Well, then, he was... then I went and proved myself multiple times, and in front of him as a judge. Yeah, that's true. So he was commenting on these judges and. That's what I like about him. And the same thing with Gracie, at least like they're right up front with things. You know what I mean? They don't hold anything back. Yeah. What you see is what you're going to get. You're not going to, you know, hear something behind your back. They're not going to say to your face. So that type of person, I really well, I mean, same here. like, All right. I like well, people that are, are bullshitters. They say what they want to say. Right. You know? Yeah. So I met that kid four or five years ago and uh, I tased him and I slapped the shit out of him. <laughs> That was it. Yeah, I have video of it. I should share that video. Yeah, that'd be a good one. It was, uh, what was that gym called? They had me there. I was doing like a meet and greet or something at a gym there in uh, South Bend, Indiana. And he was yeah. there. That was the first time I ever heard any of those guys. Like that TD Davis and all those guys were all from that area. So huh. I met them, yeah, right after my first yeah. pec tenant there. Oh. So whatever year, yeah, 2016. Yeah. So- He's pretty good at that. I've heard other, I mean, JP Price does a good job. There's other people that are good, but that, you know, they're few and far between people that can do the commentary on something like that, I think, that are decent, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. But the brother. event itself, yeah, it was cool. So, so much work goes into that event. And like anything else, people love to hate on things and want to do this and that different or want to, you know, rip on stuff. But, you know, they had planned that event for 2020. We had all these gift bags done and the shirts and all this stuff going, and then COVID canceled it all. So that got canceled. They had to then switch it this year. We didn't even know if it was going to happen or not, as you know, during these months. And, well, and we switched it to their too. Yeah. Right, which is super strict. Right. They switch it to their gym. She, you know, Gracie again runs all that stuff. Brought in like lighting people. You <laughs> the fireworks behind the lift. You know, I don't know if you guys saw that in the live. Oh yeah, feed. yeah. And, uh... I heard Jesse Burdick got caught on fire. <laughs> so Cam the, told the me. Music. 
the music, the DJ, like there was all kinds of stuff going on, but it was a really cool, I thought it was a cool environment. I mean, it matched kind of what powerlifting is about in a lot of ways. And it was cool to have it in the gym. The live feed was a little bit dark the first day. We had to switch the lighting around the second day, but um, in person it wasn't dark, but it's hard on camera, you know, something doesn't come off so, so bright. But um, yeah, it was really cool, man. I'm happy that we went out there and did that. All right, let's let's start let's start uh, back it up from this this <laughs> weekend. Right. I, I want to know stuff going? that I don't know about. I want to know like how did Eight Man Strong even get started to begin with? You don't like, know this stuff. How I, I kind of know like it started. <laughs> your brother designed shirts or made shirts, right, Noah? So my brother, um, he's four years younger than me, so I'm the older brother. Um, I. I, let me think. I went off. I, I came out of ASU and I got into real estate and finance. And this is a long, I mean, this is 1997, 98. And so I was doing real estate and finance for about 15 years. Nerd. My brother, I was a total nerd. My brother didn't know what he wanted to do. You know, he was <laughs> like, I don't know what I want to do. He ends up, he was doing construction and saving his money. He ends up just out of the blue buying a shirt press like yours, the, um, the manual press and a dryer and goes, I'm going to start like printing t-shirts. And again, this is like 1999. I want to say 2000, maybe like a screen and printing just, thing. Not like a, like, not a press, but like a, a screen printing. Yeah. Like a manual machine where you pull it, you know, like you yeah. guys pull it with your hands to get the ink. Oh yeah. Shirt. Karen yeah, is yeah. very upset with you guys that you have a, like a, like, don't you have an automatic? A we have one? the auto. You well, lucky he, bastard. So... Karen's like breaking her arms out there every night. <laughs> Oh when am I going to get that automatic one? I said, it's going to take many years before we get one of those, ma'am. They're expensive. But yeah. Noah was printing these shirts by himself for, and he's really, he, like, he's very artistic. So he learned on his own how to do Adobe Photoshop, and he was designing logos for people and yep. just running that business for, like, literally, like, like, I was in real estate 10 or 15 years, he did that. Jesus. And um, had all these clients, but it was like not a, not his own clothing brand. It was clients like landscapers right. and construction companies and people that wanted their shirts done. So he did he did well at that. He you know did it forever. And then in '08, if you guys remember, I don't know if you remember the whole economy collapsed, the real estate market collapsed, yep. and yep. my entire business because I had my own business going at that time, and I had. I thought I was doing great, right? I had these offices in, in like four or five states at that point, and I was like rolling. And yeah, that thing went under, and I went under big. Like when you have that overhead in all these offices, there's nothing you can do when the floor drops out. So horrible time, super stressful. End up having to like close every single office except for the one here in Scottsdale where I was. I was working in that office by myself every i went from like having like 50 employees to just me all by myself every single day in this office trying to do real estate survived like that for probably three more years i want to say till like 2013 ish or so 2014 ish then i was like i can't even do this anymore i had to go get a job at a bank I, I went, I was started off on the ground floor again. Now I'm like a loan officer working in a bank when you go in there to do people's loans. My brother's still doing great with the shirt company this whole time. Like his whole plan worked out. His business was going, he's doing shirts. So I'm working at this bank and I'm going down part time at nights and weekends and I'm printing shirts with him to get cash. Like he's paying me money to like print shirts so I can eat. And I'm like barely making it at one point. 
I hadn't paid any of my bills for months, like my mortgage. Um, I own my car outright, but my mortgage, my um, my credit cards, like everything was. Did you have a wife and down. kid at that time, right? Yeah, I got like a family. Yeah, because you got kids. a kid that's pretty old right now, isn't he? He's eighteen. Just turned eighteen. Yeah. So, so you yeah, have I a got wife, two, kid, kids. two kids, a wife, a house. Right, and no, and they're looking at me like I literally, Tom, had twenty three dollars in my bank account and no bills paid and no food, and I was like, holy shit, this ain't good. And I was. It was not good. I was probably like 39. So a lot of these writings that I do with eight man, if anyone knows the brand about perseverance and overcoming in darkness, like people relate to that from their own struggles, whether it be with drug abuse or alcoholism or cancer or like losing someone. But for me, writing those at the time was more about this loss in my business and my financial state and like just kind of feeling like as a man, you start feeling a little bit worthless in your life, right? Like Jesus Christ, like I can't even support anyone. So, hey, hold on before you go any further. Perseverance or persevere, that thing you sent out in the shirt uh, five years ago or whatever it was, is stapled right now to the wall I'm looking at. He's pointed at Tom. It's right next to the Jacked and Homeless photo. That was his favorite thing. He wanted that tattooed on his arm. He was going to get it done before he died. But or after I guess he died, but he was supposed to get that right. done. He loved that. That's and awesome. then I always said it was. Uh, I thought it was something else. I didn't know that meant persevere. I think it, I. I can't remember what I said. It was like something else. It wasn't persevere. Preserve. My preserve. Yeah, it. I said yeah. preserve. Why would you want preserve on your arm, you idiot? He's like persevere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I said. My dad's too, but... retired and he works for us and he folds shirts and he's always like the perse- the preserve shirts are done. I'm like yeah. persevere, not preserve. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. funny. No, but I get that all the time, Tom. So, like, people will email me or, or uh, direct message us on social media all about that persevere card and, like, how much that means to them. And they'll have it in their car and they'll have it at their desk at work. And yep. they'll have it, like, it's hanging up in my, in my shed right now. Yeah, it's in your shed. So, I get that story a lot. And it was like, I draw on that time. So, anyway, at about to get to where Eight Man really started, I'm giving you a lot of background. I turned 40 in August of. 2014 i'm trying to think when we started this i turned 40 in august like the same week i came to work at the bank the head guy from um from the west coast comes in our office he pulls each one of us in individually and he fired every one of us oh god so now you just turned 40 and you get fucking uh, fired and i got no like barely i'm just getting money back from getting the shop at the bank you know oh, like geez, barely i didn't know, like I didn't know it was water. this bad man so i i have to go down to my little office in the lobby and all the like the banking people aren't fired just us loan department people okay, like yeah so i have to pack up like my pictures and like a couple of books like, like this personal office shit i had in my office yeah <laughs> and i get this box and i gotta walk out of oh, it like, God. like what's cool you know all the, the tellers and stuff like what's going on and like so embarrassed yeah you're like the guy in the basement office space it was so embarrassing you know where my go, stapler oh, is my <laughs> dude i get in my car with this box of stuff and i just like drove maybe a mile and i just parked in a parking lot for like hours like i'm like i can't even go home like what am i gonna even say right when i get home like oh, oh i lost geez. my job like so Luckily, I still had my real estate license and business going, and I had a client that I had been really trying to help. She had this commercial property um, that was worth five or six million dollars, and we had made it through this whole economy. Like I was doing all the leasing on it and keeping the tenants paying rent so she didn't lose the property. And during that same month, I was able to finally 
get under contract and someone was going to buy the property. And so they closed on the property, I want to say, maybe a month after that, September, October, which gave me a commission of uh, like in the mid, like $150,000 all of a sudden, like after all this struggle. And I paid off all my business debt. And I like got straight with my mortgage company, never lost my house. And I told my brother, because we had been, I had been down there printing shirts with him, talking about doing a clothing brand. Like I had all these ideas on my head. And at the time, I was a UFC fan. We, I mean, I think everyone is, but I was like, we should be doing like these guys will wear our shirts, walking out to the cage, and we can have our own shirt company. And oh, like, the UFC was getting I, big then too. I had this vision, and of course, he's like, dude, you know how rare it is to get your shirt on like a like at that level of a fighter to yeah. like go in a. But in my mind, I'm, I'm like, we, I just felt like we could do it. So <laughs> I go, no, I went down there one day. We, we had a gym. You were never there with the old gym at 8, man. But we used to only have the little front portion of the building with the press in there. And we had this big empty room that had no AC. It was all block walls. There was no lighting. We had to bring in, like, floor lights and put them, like, plug them in. We had just, like, weights he got for free off of Craigslist on the floor. And we would lift in there every day after we printed shirts. So I go there and I go, Noah, like, this is my chance. Like, I don't want to go try to find another job at a bank. I'm done with real estate. I can't, like, mentally handle it anymore. Like, this is the time we have to start a clothing brand, like, right now. Like, I have the money to, like, survive for, like, four or five months. Let's do it. So, you know my brother. He's, like, so laid back and not – I'm the opposite personality. So yeah, he's like, he barely yeah, like, talks. I hung out with him for a weekend. And he probably said six <laughs> words <laughs> the whole weekend. So he's just like, all right. Like he doesn't like whatever. Yeah, he's like, all he's right. not super into it. So I'm like coming up with names and I have all these things on a board, like 50 different names and what, what can we call it? And it's going to be about, for me at that time, it was going to be about almost like more of a lifestyle idea of like, persevering again and being tough in your life and not giving up. Cause when I went through all this stuff, all my business partners bailed out and they like left right away. And I was like, Jesus, no one has like that willpower to stick things out anymore. So the whole idea was just like, yeah. Enduring through things in your life during the night. Yeah. Endure this (laughs) night. That's another quote. Right. So that was the concept behind the eight man brand. Just like be tough and strong in your life and get through shit. Don't give up. Um, but my brother, and we, we were in the weightlifting, not so much powerlifting specifically, but just lifting weights. My brother was more into the powerlifting stuff. And his idea was, dude, powerlifting is like such a cool sport. And there's not really, he, at the time, his thing was like, there's not really a brand that's just about powerlifting. Like, we should really focus. Very true. And there might there might have been like I'm sure Mark Bell was doing slingshot stuff, and there was like probably a couple other ones. But from the outside, you were like, "There's not re- maybe Animal, but they were also a supplement company and bodybuilding." And bodybuilding. So yeah, and politics just, just coming on the scene huge at that time too. So it was like a perfect storm. Yeah, he called it. So yeah. he called that. He goes, "We should do powerlifting." And I was like, "All right, like that, you know," because me, I'm like UFC right in my head. But right. he goes, "We should do powerlifting." And he goes, he came up with the name Ape Man. Like that was his thing, which was kind of like almost like caveman-ish or old time strength of like sticking with your tribe and like taking care of your family type of concept. And he came up with the name. He came up with the let's do powerlifting. And then he's the design guy. So he starts designing logos. Right. And we're like printing them on like 
testing them out and uh, this and that. Well, the logo we have is not the final. <laughs> to him, it was not the final logo. He was still working on the logo, but I am like, dude, we got a name. We got a market. This is the logo I'm going for. Like, I'm starting to send shirts out. I don't have time to wait around for you to do another logo for six months. Because, you know, artists are never satisfied. He'll work on that logo for six years. Yeah, right. No, so, the eight-man logo is awesome. I like that logo. That's what kind of I attracted me to eight-man. Like, your company was the logo. Yeah. You know? And I, for me, again, here, like, I'm pushing everything. But my idea was, like, Let's make it a real ape. Like I wanted a picture of like King Kong type. And he's like, dude, that's not like a logo. Like you can't stamp that on a hat and like shirts. Yeah. It just isn't. Right. It has to be like a stamp. Like you can just boom and one color type thing. Yep. Once again, like he's got all this um, insight into these things and he was right. So that was it, man. We started doing shirts and I immediately, I didn't know what Instagram was. I mean, I'm t- Right now, I'm 46. I was like 40 years old, like I said. Well, yeah, and it was 2000, what, 14? I mean, yeah, I was like Instagram was just, I mean, that was like almost like when I, like, kind of when I started, was it 14 or 15? I thought it was for women. Instagram, <laughs> I really did. I thought Dude. it was fucking women took pictures and shit, and that was it. You know, my and brother's like, we got to get an it. We got to get an Instagram, my brother says. I'm like, what? I'm like, I'm not like a high school girl. Like, what am I doing with an Instagram? Like, right. what is that? I thought the same. I don't even know what that is. Mm-hmm. So we started the Instagram. I didn't know what to post. I started posting pictures of like us at the gym, we're eating lunch. Like the, it was like all like there was no like <laughs> no plan, content, nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I like I started following powerlifting, you know, searching that hashtag and following powerlifters. And then the first probably like le- like decent level powerlifter that we were able to get shirts to and started to like put us on his Instagram was Luigi who you know, oh, and yeah. Luigi Fagangi. Yeah. Fagiani. And yeah. that like from Buffalo, he had maybe he maybe had 5,000 followers at that time. And we had like 50. So it was like a big deal for us. Yeah. And then he was going to go to a meet in Vegas. So, you know, I said, how do we sponsor you? Like, I didn't know how to sponsor people at that point. Like, so we did shirts for him and put our logo on a singlet and met him in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And then at that meet, it was, uh, um, USPA meet, we started then just giving shirts out to powerlifters at the meet. Smart. And then yeah. it just then it just kind of started rolling. You know, people like it just started rolling. Like people started then posting the shirts and we yeah. went to another meet. And then I think I wrote like Eric Lillibridge and he was down to like us send them shirts and like these different higher level, like really high level powerlifters were, you know, into us sending them shirts. And man, I don't know. I look back now and I'm like, I don't know how you just kind of grind it out day by day. Right. And like yeah. every week you find someone else that maybe wants your shirt or they post it and you repost them. And like all of a sudden we have like 10,000 followers and then 50,000 and now we're like at a hundred and I don't know, I've been in 119,000 followers for like months. So I don't know if Instagram has me shadow banned or what, but oh, it like never changes. Fuck, but... I'm so shadow banned. I mean, I follow five people on my supplement page or whatever it is. And I'm always yeah. the last post I see on there is my post. <laughs> And I like it every time, and it's always the last one, no matter what. So I can only imagine how buried my shit gets now. It's a weird, yeah. Like, so I noticed this a couple months ago, and someone said uh, Instagram changed their matrix on how your stuff shows up. But you know, we have we have one hundred nineteen thousand followers. It's all organic. I haven't like bought followers. Yeah, it's all same. just like grown. Yeah. And I would maybe on a good post, I'd get like eight hundred, a thousand likes as a company. That's what we get. All of a sudden, I was getting like two hundred likes. 
likes and 300 likes. And I'm like, either everyone hates eight man now or like something's going on with this Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I know it. It's the same here. Sometimes <laughs> it was, like, I'll get stressful a little bit. I'll get like 50,000 likes one post. And I'll get like 10,000 the other post, you know, I'm like nobody sees. Yeah. It it's really weird how that works out. So, um, you know, I just think, <laughs> I think nobody likes I, eight man anymore. What the fuck? <laughs> that's what you think. Cause you're like, Oh yeah. Going on? Mm-hmm. But I always, I've been thinking for three years, I go, I remember when Twitter was huge and people are probably, a lot of people that are in the sport now are probably too young to remember that Twitter was huge at one point. I just figure like sooner or later, Instagram will not be the thing, right? That, that TikTok was almost a thing for a while there. Like I always think as a business, like how am I going to market and grow and do wow. things like outside of just social media? Because that changes so fast. Well, you just always got to keep up with the social media. If there's any social media, that there is, you have to have a presence on it no matter what. Even, like, say, TikTok. I don't like yeah. TikTok. I think it's dumb as fuck. But I'm on there now, <laughs> and all I do is retread my videos as much as I can, and I built up, you know, I built up 30,000 followers. I've never done one wow. TikTok video, but I just retread my shit just in case that takes off. At least I have a presence there, you know? So it's just like yeah, anything. Like, cool. you got, what, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I just look at yeah. it like it's Fox, CBS, NBC. I just look at it like it's the TV, you know, mm. TV stations. So yeah, that makes sense. That's try to cool always to put it. your shit out at every TV station I can, even if it doesn't get shit. You know, eventually it's gonna you know catch. Right, because you never know where that next. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm real good. So internally, like, we try to mail everything the same day. We give people the option to do two day and overnight shipping. If you get it into us before like one o'clock our time, it'll make it out in FedEx the next day. And and again, my concept, my thought process on that is one, first people like that, they get their stuff quick, but two, you never know who's going to get that shirt. And maybe the next day they're going to put it on and be on TV for some reason. Like, you know what I mean? The faster I can get stuff to people, yeah, you're right. you don't know what the opportunity is going to be with that shirt that gets out to them. I've always thought that for like six years. So I'm always like, we got to get these shirts out immediately, 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 because I don't want to miss an opportunity like yeah. that as a business. Well, we, you know? we emailed a shirt out the guy had ordered that week. And he was front row of WrestleMania this year in a Huckamania oh. shirt the second day. I, I saw mean, that post you did. Yeah, constantly. That guy was on WrestleMania more than any wrestler was is how much that shirt was on there then. It kind of sucks it yeah, said Huckamania because it looked a lot like Hulkamania. <laughs> so, too bad it wasn't a let's get stupid or something, you know, something that, that was really kind of more mine. But That's still, it's fucking yeah. really awesome to have that that kind of publicity. Right. So. Yeah, that's true. That happens to us too. My brother's very low key with designs. Like we have a lot of those shirts that just have like fight or overcome or awaken like on the front. And they've been seen on big social media posts from like athletes or like even on TV, but no one knows it's eight man, right? Unless you know eight man, you don't know fight is my shirt. Yeah, so I know. Yeah, those kind of things. I'm like, damn, I wish my logo was on the front of everything, but people don't want to wear your logo on the front of everything all the time. No, so yeah. That's that's the same you thing. Know? But yeah, I mean, you guys got – then how did you get into the fucking UFC and all this? Because your, your buddy's down there with the, the guys that train there? Well, in, that happened – so um, we became bigger and bigger in powerlifting, and I started to sponsor the Mark Bell podcast. This is, you know, a few years ago because oh, that yeah. was the only really podcast in powerlifting at the time. I mean, it was the biggest one. Yeah, thank you for started sponsoring sponsor- Let's Get Stupid podcast. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. Mark Bell's podcast. Okay, I've listened to that in four years. <laughs> I don't sponsor any of them now, but sponsoring his, which helped me get on the podcast, right? I almost paid to get on there, basically, because I was sponsoring <laughs> Yeah, you it. paid to get on Mark's podcast. They had me on, and Wait, it Jim really McD's blew still there? us up. 
who's that? Was Jim, Jim McDee and Silent Mike still there? Or was it yeah, the it was like the normal. No, it was the normal, like the old school with the three of those guys. Yeah, that and was me good. And my brother came out to Sacramento. Yeah, it was shortly after I was on there, I think, wasn't it? Like that same year? It was all that. It was cool because, honestly, it was first class. Like you would get to the airport, and he would send a car to get you, like a limo and stuff. I don't know if you got that treatment, but they'd drive you to the gym in like a nice town car or a limo. I mean, it was pretty oh, cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That. No, they hooked me up pretty good, yeah. Until I tore my pec tendon. Well, <laughs> I remember that. You were not happy about that. Oh, God. That's another we, um We were on the podcast, and it really like brought us out to a bigger audience immediately. Like we, I saw an increase in sales and following, and then I noticed that a guy named Tom Lawler, who's a UFC fighter. Oh, I love that CB. guy. I follow yeah. him still on, on Twitter and stuff, yeah. I don't he's know fighting, him, I think. but he's pretty he fucking nuts. In, he's fighting in the, um, in, tomorrow night or the night after, I want to say, on ESPN. What, what anyway. Is, is it like MMA fighting or pro wrestling? Yeah, it's like the does professional both. fight league, PFL, I think. And okay. it's like whoever wins this tournament wins like a million dollars, I want to say. Shit. So it's like a big deal. Yeah. yeah. No, Lawler but, is kind of famous for coming out like oh. with crazy shit when he was in the ufc like four right. or five years ago or whatever that's how he'd come to weigh-ins all crazy and come out to the cage all like dressed up and stuff yeah yeah so i reckon i'm a fan right so i recognize all of a sudden he's following us on instagram and he liked a couple of my posts and i was like oh shit it's like a ufc guy that i'm like a big fan of <laughs> so i direct message him i go hey you want us to send you some gear and like he was excited yeah hell yeah man send me some gear so i sent him gear and then I started, like, just DMing him, like, hey, I'm a fan, like, you know, whatever, like a normal conversation. And came around, like, I was interested in, like, coming out there to train with them. I've never fought. I'm not a fighter at all. But I thought it'd be cool to, like, see, you know, learn a little bit about MMA, right? Punching and yeah, you jiu and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Fucking well, pro MMA fighter. <laughs> probably so fucking made goes, you shit your pants. <laughs> dude, it was horrible. This is what happened. So. <laughs> He goes, well, I'm in Vegas. I don't think you want to come here. He goes, I'm friends with CB Doll away, and he lives in Phoenix. Yeah. He goes, he lives in Phoenix. You want to train with him? I'll set up a session. And I was like, <laughs> fuck yeah, I want to. Tra- That's awesome. Yeah. yeah CB's you know big big UFC guy. He was a big UFC Especially guy. Especially then. You know, yeah, they were all like big names, and yeah. so I go, Noah, I got us a session to train with CB. And my brother's like, are you fucking crazy? And I was like, dude, it'd be fucking great. Yeah. So Pro we go UFC down fighter. to – Did he have – he had his own gym back then, CB. Apart from power, did he do private sessions at? It was downtown. It was like this grungy – it was cool as hell. It was like in this old building. It was like half abandoned. He had like this one room. It was all like rough. Like it was cool. It looked like Rocky Three when he goes and trains in L.A. with oh, Apollo yeah. Creed. So – no one I show up on a Saturday, CB pulls up, gets out of his truck. And right away, I'm like, dude, this guy's a lot bigger than I thought because they fight at 185. But the dude is like 6'2", 220 when he walks around. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's not oh, yeah. like a tiny guy. No. In my mind, I was like, he's 185. I'm 220. Like, <laughs> no. I was like, oh, shit. He's kind of big, this guy. Yeah. Then we go upstairs he like puts us on the heavy bags and he's trying to show us punching technique. And dude, at that point, all we're doing is powerlifting, like squat, bench, deadlift every day. So we have zero cardio. We're super out of shape. Yeah, you're like tight as fuck. You're not loose. Oh, I can't punch. Mm. You think you're strong, but as far as punching power and speed, you have none of it. Right. And 
I'm like exhausted after like 20 minutes. We're sweating. He's probably looking at us like, oh my God, these guys think uh, not in shape at all. Yeah. So he goes, after like 20 minutes, he goes, all right, let's do some live goes. And I go, what, oh, what the hell is a live go? He just, he goes, come out here on the mat. I'm out in the middle of the mat. It's just, <laughs> I have video of this somewhere. My brother was filming with his phone. <laughs> and he just go. he's just standing there in front of you. And he goes, all right, go. And I was like, what? He like comes and like wrestles you down to the ground. Yeah. He wanted a live fight or spar or something. I yeah. don't know anything. Dude, he whooped our ass. He choked me out like six times in like 10 <laughs> seconds. I was tapping out every second. I've never wrestled. Yeah. It was scary as hell. And then I had a like a when you watch UFC as a fan, you're like, oh, just hit the guy or like jump in there. Dude, those guys are so great with like distance and speed oh, and yeah. Oh my God, it was scary as hell. So that's how we met those guys. And at that time, Ryan Bader had just left the UFC and went to Bellator, which meant he could have clothing sponsors again. Because the UFC had the contract with Reebok. You couldn't sponsor people. So with CB, I go, dude, we would love to sponsor Ryan Bader if we can as a brand and like have him wear our shirt out to his Bellator fight. So he goes, yeah, I'll try to set it up and he did and then we became friends with bader and now since then i've trained with them several times like after that time that you know they like taught me like sparring a little bit stand up boxing like it's a lot of fun but they'll whoop your ass if you really tried to like fight those guys it's crazy oh yeah of course man i mean uh i had bader choke me out last time when i was down there a couple years ago oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. remember i was deadlifting like i don't know 600 pounds yeah, on the awesome. mat and he came from behind and choked me out <laughs> They love you, man. They still talk about Thompson. Oh, it was that was the best time ever, man. I come down there. It was like the day was awesome. I think I started. Uh, I don't know. You guys drove me to that gym. I had a couple beers or something. And I did this video with uh, you know the fucking light heavyweight or heavy whatever he was at the time, light heavyweight champion of Bellator. Bader chokes right. me out. Right. Then he ta- then you guys take me to Hooters. I have nine more beers and like forty Hooter wings. You're out of control. And man. then I go to your gym and bench fucking five hundred pounds. It was like the best day of all time. Yeah, that was a fun time. And then you dropped me we kept, off. We with kept the- going to that restaurant. Yeah, what was the- that restaurant? Was Timberwolves or Timberland? No, what was it, that place? It, it, the restaurant was in where you guys you guys put me up in this hotel, and in the parking lot was Twin Peaks. Right. So I Twin got a, Peaks, I, that's what it's called. I got a Twin Peaks and got like uh, two uh, bacon billionaire burgers and two beers, and I bring them back up to my room. <laughs> I remember oh, passing out man. with bacon billionaire burgers all over me. <laughs> and then, uh, dude, you were out of control. You were drinking the whole time. I kept telling Noah, "You got to go take care of Tom, dude." I can't. Oh no, yeah, out of control. Noah, Noah's always driving me around everywhere. He's the best, and uh, right. I mean, he wouldn't say, but he said like six words the whole time. But he was always driving. Said, "Drop me off," you know. I said, "Well, I got to get a bacon burger and I'll head back up to my room." <laughs> Dude, remember that, that remember that kid good, showed up the first day? I think he was like 17. Oh, at the, yeah, yeah. He was a big fan of mine. He, he's like, Huck Finn. I'm like, hey, what's up, buddy? And, you guys, and then somehow he got a beer. I don't know how that was. but Oh, my God. He said he was, was 21, but he trip. looked pretty young. Yeah, we had a good time. Then we had the UFC fights at 8-Man. Remember, CB came down. Right that was the first time I met was... CB. I, he was, I loved CB. It was awesome, man. And, and, and since then, I've always kept in contact with him because of that night. You know, I've hung out with him yeah. again a few times. Those guys are – every one of those MMA guys I've met are super cool dudes. And it's funny because 
you know, you know, people talk shit about guys like that because you only see a snippet of them on TV. You only get what they show you. But all those guys are super cool. It's like I was talking to you about Dan Bell being like the nicest guy. He's like a living monster that squats 1,100 pounds. That's a facade. He's a real asshole in real life. <laughs> and when you need him, he's like the super nice guy. It's yeah. Like all these people are so nice and humble when you meet all these guys. And it, it's, uh, yeah, it's cool to be around all like professional athletes in both sports like that are just amazing at what they do. Yeah, so you were a banker and a real estate agent and all this other shit. Now you got wrapped up into this clothing brand. What a fucking 180. MMA <laughs> guys, powerlifters, idiots like me in a shed. Oh, my God. Sometimes, yeah. So when I was at the um, – when we were at the Kern, you know, at, I'm, we're doing a live feed. Like, people are drinking beer everywhere. I'm like, dude, this is like a little bit outside of my own. I'm like focused on the live feed. But, yeah. It's a wild crowd. Both events, UFC fans and oh, powerlifting yeah. people are just like crazy crowds, man. Well, re- remember that time you guys met me in Texas at Big J's oh, Circus God. or whatever that was called? <laughs> that was like 2018 too. It was like the same year, and uh, I'm I, like, I had, I was in my, you guys came to get me, and I think I was in my hotel room with all the blinds down. It was dark, and I was just chugging beers oh, by myself, man. listening to Conway Twitty. And uh, oh, I think you guys man. watched me Not drink like trip. a 12-pack of beer, and you're like recording me, and we kept listening to country music. And you're like, well, let's go. Uh, we're going to go deadlift now at this event. You're like, uh, Tom, I don't think you can do this, man. <laughs> you you drank too much beer. I'm like, oh, bullshit. Get more beer. Let's get more beer. Let's head over there. Dude, you were drinking beer in the gym. You smashed it on your head after the deadlift. Yeah, that whole trip was just beer drinking. Yeah, it was a lot of beer drinking. I remember buying beer there for like $30 a case. I was very shocked by the price. Oh, <laughs> we, were to, we had to walk like a mile to the store every time they get beer, remember? <laughs> we walked to the store <laughs> in, in, a, in, uh, in Texas. We would walk to the store, and I bought beer from a grocery <laughs> store for $30 a case. <laughs> we don't have to carry a case back for you. I don't even drink. No, so yeah. carrying beer for you. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. That was an oh, awesome trip. Oh, man. That I don't know. trip was crazy. Yeah, oh, God. A lot uh, of beer. A lot of beer, and I, I think I got very sunburned. That's your way, man. That's what you, that's your public persona right yeah. there. Oh, yeah. Every time I go to Texas, I get very intoxicated. I don't know why. I think it's you guys. There's... You guys caused it. Well, I've only been there that time with you as far as for this business. For Big J. He's having the event right now, I want to say. No, it was last week. I saw it on there. Uh, I, I, I asked, is that the same event? I don't – is that his? <laughs> I don't get it. I think it is. Like he changed I don't know. it to – it's – Fit Expo? Fit, Big J's FitCon, but it was called Texas FitCon now. I don't oh. know. That's what it looked like to me. I don't know how it went down, but he got a lot more people there this year. I don't know how he's getting all those people. No, I've seen like so the year before you and I went, I want to say Casey Mitchell was there with Michael Hearn. Like he had some big names there that year too. Yeah. Yeah. So who's Casey Mitchell? I don't know. <laughs> you know Casey Mitchell. Oh, the one legged monster. <laughs> Another yeah. one of our guys at one point. Yeah, what happened? You guys all go guy? off on your own. You're like little baby chicks, and then I raise you and you <laughs> just take off on me. Yeah, right. <laughs> Well, you're gonna have to have you're gonna have to have some kind of uh, uh, reunion or something out there. Oh man! You need an eight man strong reunion with everybody that was ever sponsored by Eight Man Strong back out there. Dude, all my guys, for Forsaken Warriors, like doing shirts. All of my guys go off and start doing their own shirts. Forsaken Warrior. Oh yeah, he's down in Texas too. He's got big shirts yeah. that say Foreskin on it. Yeah, Foreskin <laughs> he just, Warrior. He just bought a, a 
folding press. He's bought the same thing as you. He got a manual uh, screen printing press. Jeez, who's going to run that? He is? I think so. Huh. That takes a long time to learn. You sound like no, you it's hard. That's it's, it's, it's a lot uh, harder than it looks. Well, Brandon Allen went and bought one. Another what? one of our guys. He's <laughs> got one? I didn't know Brandon Allen had uh, any clothes. He bought one, and he was going to do clothes. I don't think he did it, though. He came into Phoenix, and we talked to him about how to, like, you know, kind of teaching him a little bit of the ins and outs. My brother did. I don't know how to – I couldn't print at all. My brother knows all that stuff. But I feel like he did it short term, and he's like, fuck this. And he, like, got out of the business right away and went back to, like, his training and the stuff he does. Yeah, so. well, it's, it's harder than it looks. Uh, Karen, I knew, Mrs. Barbell uh, runs it here, and she works fucking ass off constantly. She works a couple hours during the no. day, and then she works so, – last night she worked from 8 o'clock to 2.30 in the morning. Yeah, that manual press you guys have is, is hard. It's labor-intensive. you got to pull that ink every shirt. Yeah, she and her arm's all fucked up. She had to go to the doctor about her arm. She's got, like, carpal tunnel or something. I don't know what she's got. You're killing her, Tommy. I know. We need <laughs> to buy one of those her. machines like you have or either that or get some more people over here to make shirts. She, I don't know. Yeah. It takes a long time to make a shirt in those manual press. I think she made, like, 80 the other day. And it's three swipes yeah, each see, shirt for each logo. You need the you need the auto press like we have, man. It just goes around and does it. I know. I she's mean, you got to set it up and she, you got to pull the shirts off, but it's automatic. Oh, she's seen that. She wants it big time. <laughs> Maybe yeah. down the road, if she, I know she's going to listen to this, she listens to all of them while she's making shirts. So she's probably uh, she's cursing you. She's right cursing now. my name as we speak. <laughs> Motherfucker. Hey, my brother had all that stuff ready to go before I ever came. Like, he had that at the time. Like, we never, we never bought that. It's so old, though. It's probably going to break on us. We keep thinking we're going to need a new one soon, and they're expensive. It's oh, not something you want to invest yeah. in. Even, like, the dryers are expensive, man. You know, it's like, I don't know what a – even a used dryer, like a good one, what are they, ten grand, eight grand? Yeah. We thought about upgrading our dryer, too. So when we first started, our dryer broke. And we knew another guy that had an old dryer, like, taken apart laying in his shop. And so my brother and I took a flatbed truck, and we went over there, and we loaded up this old – it looks like the space shuttle. It's, like, from 1969. It's, like, a big gray dryer. We still use it. It's gigantic, though, but it's very old, but it yeah. works. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, we uh, – well, JB Boss, actually, they live by us. They are defunct now. They, they right. stopped uh, printing, but – he, both those guys came over and helped us probably three different weekends came over and taught us how to do it. And then, um, you know, Karen did a bunch on her own and, and about, I don't know, after a month and a half, we pretty much had it down, but she was really pregnant at the time. So I didn't know how to pull the ink. Cause you got to like drag the ink and then pull it back. Mm-hmm. I couldn't drag mm-hmm. the ink. I couldn't, or it's called flooding the ink. I couldn't flood it worth a shit. So she'd have to flood it for me. Then I'd pull the ink. So it was a pain in the ass. I can't do it either. We've been doing this business so many years. I can't do it by hand. I mess it up every time. I'm like, I don't know. It's like an art. Yeah, it is. Your brother could probably do it. What about JB Boss? He doesn't have stuff for you. Maybe you can get his press. Yeah, no. He, manual he sold some of his stuff, but he's supposed to be, when we move here in a couple of weeks, we're going to have him out this summer. He's going to bring some of his uh, old shit, and uh, we'll, uh, I'll buy some of that stuff off of him. So we'll have some. He's another super going. nice guy that I love. Ed Cohn, all those guys are oh, great. Yeah. Well, Midwest guys, man, they're always the best. Midwest is the best. You know, Midwest are the nicest people. Come on, you know that. I yeah, you're probably right. I mean, you got to you guys got to come out here one day, man. Come out to my well. I'll have a new place. Well, once then. once you get the new place, where yeah. are you at? Though you're outside of the city, right? I don't have to be in the city. 
No, no, we're I got my tent. This new place is not right now. You know, we're out in the woods here, but w- this new place is really out in the woods. So it'd be mm. ten, like ten acres, half of it's wooded, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's a nice, that's a nice life, man. You walk outside naked, you know, shoot a shotgun off, and say <laughs> shit. Yeah, that's a good life, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember when I went to your place, people were shooting guns off, but not legally. <laughs> Dude, our place is like the worst. Oh, yeah. That was not a good neighborhood. It's like one of the worst neighborhoods. It's definitely the worst in Arizona. Like anytime there's a shooting or a death, it's always within a mile of our building. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I remember going in there. Yeah. You told me not to leave the building. (laughs) Just stay on the property, (laughs) Huck. Okay. Noah Noah got on Netflix one day and they were doing a – there was a Netflix series on like the drug run in in America and, you know, all the drug different areas. And the first episode was on the area called The Blade and it was all about methamphetamine stuff. Dude, The Blade is where our – it was our neighborhood. It was was like the mile around our work. Yeah, no, it's a a bad area. There is a, uh, a Mexican strip joint right next door, you told me. I know that. Remember, is that right behind you guys? Dancing places. Yeah. I'm like, hey, hey, let's go over there, guys. Oh, no, we don't go over there. (laughs) Well, the other dude, like three weeks ago, we have have security cameras in front of our building and stuff. They pick up sound and everything. Well, they went off like 2 a.m. And it sounded like like, uh, someone was breaking in our building, like boom, 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 like hitting the garage door or something like that. So I was like, what the hell is that? We get in in the morning at that dance place that this someone had shot someone to death in the parking lot. there was gunshots Jesus on our Christ. camera good thing i didn't go over there no so <laughs> it was like i go dude that wasn't someone banging on our garage door that was someone getting shot behind our building oh god yeah no it's yeah. not a good it wasn't a good area no we had another guy commit an armed robbery like a mile away and he ran in through our building and then hid in the scaffolding next door and so the police helicopters and the the SWAT team came on. They didn't know where he was. Oh, my God. So they all came rushing into our building when I'm shipping shirts out. And they <laughs> had me go to the garage door, like the back garage doors out to the back area. And they all got their guns drawn, and they tell me to open the door. So they're behind me with their guns, like, open the door. I'm like, dude, if I pull this open and the guy's standing there, you guys going to shoot through my back to kill this guy or what? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. God. So they caught that guy, too. He was hiding in the back. Yeah, it's it's dangerous. It's dangerous. Not the, you don't want to live down there, I'll tell you that. Um now out of all I've got some questions here. I would go through real all quick. Right. Um out of all the eight man athletes you've had, who is your favorite and why? Obviously oh it's my God. That's a hard it's gotta bait. Be, hard bait. I'm a, yeah, I gotta say Tom Finn, right? No, anybody no, would be better. I would say count me out of it. I mean, obviously it's me, but who would be your second favorite? Oh man. Man, let me think through our athletes. Dude, I, well, I love Ed Cohn. We sponsor him still. He still wears our stuff. Yeah, he's I mean, always wearing your stuff, yeah. For me, like, what? so there's a couple of people that are just always super nice, and one of them is you. I, people probably don't know this about you from unless they know you. I've never heard you say a bad thing about anyone. You seem to like everybody. Like, that's rare personality trait for people. Most people aren't like that. So now You don't know them well Ed- enough. <laughs> that's, that's very true. I love everybody, man, unless they're not nice no, to me. You're always happy. Yeah. So Ed Cohn is the same. Like, he's always positive. He's trying to help people all the time. Um, athlete, though, currently, like, I love CB. He's a great friend of mine. 
I love like sponsoring Ryan Bader because dude, that guy is so dedicated to that life well, and that shit. sport. I mean, he, like he has to be to be that good at that elite level. He is like always training, always train, always diet up. His cardio is always like, he's always like doing this hill training and running and like, to be around someone like that is like very inspiring because it's like 365 days a year. That guy is dedicated to that life and that sport. And so for me, just in business and just as like a amateur style athlete, that is always a good energy to be around because it makes you feel like, well, shit, I can do better and I can do more and I can, you know, yeah, whatever, yeah. work a little longer each day. So I would say like being around – I could fold these shirts better than anybody Dude, east of the I Mississippi can, like, or west of the Mississippi. I can stay on the podcast with Tom till eight o'clock, right? Like those. Oh yeah. Of, but even like, so to be around guys like that at that level is like awesome. And he's a super nice guy. He's got three kids and a wife, and um, yeah. yeah. Super no, Bader, Bader is awesome. Like, when, I, when I when I hung out with him, he was a, a really good dude. Both those guys, Dalloway and and Bader, you know. Yeah, and I always love watching make, Bader fight because of, hey. I always be like, hey, this is a guy that choked me out. Bader's out. Let's go. I'm going to watch this fight. Yeah. Luckily, the time we've been sponsoring him, he's only lost one fight. But it like, yeah, it's a recent one, right? Me. He's been like winning like, for like four years. Yeah. It was the fight before this last one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, he just beat, uh, what's his name? That uh, Machado. No, Machado. What's his name? Yeah. Machida. Machida. Yeah. 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 Leota Machida. But. You know, people don't know, like, he had issues in that training camp. He thought he was going to fight at heavyweight, so he's running around at 230 pounds. And then, like, three weeks out, they say you're going to fight 205. you got to cut all his weight. Like, there's things that go into, like, his performance not being. Yeah. But he'll never talk about no, that No, no excuses. Either, like, uh, you got to love guys right. like that, too. Yeah. So you see as a, as, a, as a sponsor of his and a friend of his, you see all these people online after the fight. Like, oh, Talking typical shit. Bader. Oh, he and I'm like, typical you guys Bader. have no idea. The guy idea, hasn't like, lost in five years. He loses right? one match. Oh, typical Bader. I go, you guys don't have any idea how dedicated these yeah. guys are at that level to yeah. that. Yeah, and yeah. the risk they're taking, like, you're getting punched in the head for a living, like, brain injury issues. Like, there's, like, so much risk that goes into that sport long term. Oh, yeah. Well, like you, same thing with powerlifting. The weights you guys get under, the tendon terror like you've had now <laughs> on both know. sides. Like, it's crazy. And there's not even money in that sport. You're no. literally doing powerlifting for the love of all these guys, which yeah. is also inspiring, you know? You know, I, I see a guy like weights. My whole life is lifting I weights. I mean, I've been doing it since I was a little kid. That's all I know. You know, I, I couldn't – I really am not good at anything else anymore. <laughs> you know, I used to be good at football and baseball and stuff, but now I was only good at, right. at lifting weights, and that's all I know. So, you know, it's same with Bright Bader and all those guys. Obviously, it's what they know is MMA. It's their whole life. That's it. He's been a wrestler since he was like five or six. Kid, he wrestled yeah. all through college. Then he transitioned yeah, to like, MMA. Dude, some of these guys, like this weekend, talking about Dan Belligan, what did he squat? 11, 13, I want to say. Yep, yeah. 11, 13, 505 dude, kilos. On, like, to see that, I can't, I don't, to see that in person, I mean, it is crazy, like, how amazing that is. Well, it's crazy to, the guy is warming up with over 900 pounds in the fucking warm-up. Dude. I mean, that used to be, like, insane. Somebody had squat 900 pounds. This is, I mean, just six years ago. Anybody had squat 900? Holy shit. Now guys are taking it in the fucking warm-up room. Dude, you guys, I mean, you guys were all super strong. You guys all squat a ton of weight. I mean, 
for the average person though, I mean, to unwrap like 400 pounds is, it feels like it's going to crush your back. You yeah, it's almost I mean? three like, times that. So <laughs> yeah, I know. Dude. Yeah, if you go to a regular crazy. gym and somebody's squatting 400 pounds, people are going to watch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just think if somebody or, comes out with 1,200 fucking pounds. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Then he's benching like 600 now. Like, it's That's I'm very impressed with that. His bench has gone through the roof in the last two years. Yeah, he's well, always that's... awesome at squatting and deadlifting. Now he's good at benching. Motherfucker's no, probably going to end up benching bench. 700 in two years. Dude, he's super strong. But, like, even the – I don't know. Not even why. benching it. Just to unrack it and hold it on your on your arm bones. It's like crazy <laughs> strength. <laughs> you know what I mean? My arms would snap. Right, that's eight-man strong, man, right there. Yeah. He's not with us, though. Um, will eight-man ever come out with power gear, wraps, wrist wraps, et cetera? We really should. I mean, originally, so when we first started, like I said, we sponsored the Markwell podcast. We were doing stuff with him. And so I was like, avoided all that because I just thought it was a conflict of interest in some of our marketing and some of our relationships. But looking at it now. Well, what so happened with the, from, with the with Mark Bell and the podcast and all that? You, guys, you know, how long did you sponsor him? Well, how did, why did it stop? We sponsored him for a couple of years and, um, I don't, you know, I don't really know. So we were out, we had a sponsorship with him and we were sponsoring it for, I want to say a couple of years. And I think first Jim and Mike left, but I think we, I think the sponsorship ended before that. And that wasn't on my end. I would have kept sponsoring it. They just didn't renew with us. And I feel like maybe because they had started their, their apparel line more. Remember they start, they have the apparel line now. Maybe they were trying to like, well, shit. We, we should want. be marketing our own stuff instead of having an eight-man market. I don't know what happened. I'm still friends with those guys. Like, I still talk to Mark sometimes. I talk to Smokey all the time. So, I just let it be. You, know you what still I mean? talk I to really... Mark? I've talked to him. i probably talked to him once or twice a year. About what? <laughs> what do you guys talk about? <laughs> about what? Yeah, like, what, what do you guys uh, talk about? I haven't I'm talked to him in to years. Think. I think the last, I'm trying to think the last time he called me about the MMA stuff we had gotten into. And he talked about me coming out and being on the podcast again, but I never really put it together. We never did it. And then oh, he's trying this to, is probably, he's probably before, trying to sponsor uh, Ryan Bader right now. <laughs> this is right before quarantine. Yeah. And I'll text him now and again, when I see he's done something, I just think like there's very few people that are kind of in this market that own businesses similar to mine that I can kind of relate to like, like business wise a little bit. So, um, like, like, um, live large. I talked to Nick when I was at the Kern. I like him. Um, I've always like, I talked to you today about your business. Like, yeah. It's kind of nice to talk to other business owners, even though you're kind of competing with them on some level, I guess. I mean, I don't talk to them specifics as to what I'm strategizing and how I market, but, just in general to be friends with other people that are kind of in your um wheelhouse as far as a career it's kind of nice to have there's not that many friends. people out there like that you know there's no and like really that. not not in powerlifting so much um which is really more my community to be honest like i'm friends with all of you guys and i still go to the events and know everyone like mma i know the fighters but i'm not really i don't know the other apparel guys it's a much bigger. Well, um, you never go to the Arnold. That's why you would have met all these guys if you ever went to the Arnold. Yeah, I've never got. We we don't we don't do any trade shows at all. I've yeah, never done yeah. a trade show. Like, never that's done how a booth. I met, that's how I met uh, Nick from Live Large, and um, I don't know a lot of these guys were all from these these booths and stuff. 
Like they'll know I me met, or I'll know them or whatever. I met Nick and JB when I went out with Casey Mitchell, the guy that you don't know. I went out with Casey Mitchell to <laughs> – One thing at Moss, I didn't know him as Casey. I'm not that – I don't know him that well. To train with um, Ed Cohn in right. Chicago there. Yeah, they were all there. Oh, okay. So I met them at the um, – what's the gym called? Lance's? They train at? It's, yeah, it's a cool gym. Yeah, yeah, we met at Lance's. Then we all went to lunch and um, – yeah, that's when I met Nick and JB and or Boss, I guess he goes by. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, John um, and Boss. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I've been friends with all those people still ever since. Like when I see them, it's good to see those guys. And I, you know, I'm well. JB uh, JB Boss is like like you said, not in business anymore. But Nick's got cool shit going on all the time. Like yeah, he's he got, owns a pizza joint and all kinds of shit. He was telling me that he says I like he's doing pizza now. He wants to open a second one, so he's got multiple things going on, but. Yeah, I, was thinking about yeah, I guess for Mark, I haven't talked to Mark maybe in a, over a year now. I talked to a little Smokey though, maybe just a month or two back. Yeah, I was always a big fan. Yeah, Smokey's good Smokey, dude. Yeah, he looks just like Tom. Yeah. Well, him and Tom look like brothers. Okay, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, what happened to your podcast? I go to your. That was 2018 or something. You were supposed Me? to have this nice podcast room. You had the equipment. Oh, dude. What the fuck I happened? I had the nice podcast room. Beautiful podcasting and room. All the equipment. It was me and Ryan Bader. What happened? We did like three episodes, and then the quarantines all hit last year. Oh, come we on. Stopped. I know. Well, Jesus, we stopped that. dude. Part of me was not going to push Bader to come in with people because I know, like, Training. he's got to fight to make money. You know what I mean? Oh, so yeah. he's probably trying to stay healthy and keep himself a little bit isolated. Not so much. But I was just like, all right. Then he lost his fight. So I was like, okay, well, let's let him, like, come back from that. I don't know. It's just. Well, listen, he's my partner when, on there. When you guys were going to start this podcast, what did I tell you to do? You guys didn't take my advice. I said you could you start this. You told me to have Jim McDee and Silent Mike on there. It was right when Remember all that, that went down, too. It was right <laughs> when it was fresh. I said if you would have done that then, your podcast would have blew up. Oh, all you needed was that first episode to take it off. And uh, those been... guys are back together now. No, I see that. Mike are together. They and... have their own gym. They have well, a it's, podcast. It's the old gym, old Mark's old gym. I think, ain't it? It's yep. the one I tore my pec I... in. It no. is. No, not the one you tore no. your pec. I thought it was. No, it was no. it the first one. No, because I competed out there in like 2016, and that was like half whatever gym it was, then half what? What's it? Super training. But that was like when Derek Kendall was still competing and stuff. That was a long time ago. Oh, oh that was the first Kendall? gym. There. I thought it was the last gym they were in. No, no, no. Oh. It was like the first gym. Oh, I know yeah, what you're yeah, talking yeah. about. Okay. Yeah. So they got their gym. They got a little apparel with their gym going. Yeah, they got their own that. podcast. They got their whole thing going on. Well, at that time, then that was that was like a lot of people wanted to know what was going on. That would have been a lot of fresh wounds. Yeah, that would have been perfect for your first podcast, but you guys chickened out. <laughs> <laughs> I, Dude, think I, did... I want my podcast to be about eight men and our stuff, not about what they're doing. I don't care what they're doing. Well, you're, you not gonna, I mean? you're not going to interview anybody? I'm going to interview people, I guess, but not about the drama of those three. I don't really, you know, I didn't care. Whatever. Well, it would have, have been a good way to kick off your eight man strong. Clickbait. Have, yeah. you, have you had them on? No, we uh, haven't. No. We should have them on. Oh, yeah. yeah, talking big right now. Well, Get them on. Let's see. Yeah, so, okay. yeah, we probably we could. We should. Well, our whole thing, like when we started this, was I go. I don't want to do any over the phones. Like, I want to do everything in person. Yeah. Uh, and then we're like, we started getting people lined up in person. I had like a schedule built out. We had everything on Google Docs. Yeah. Very official. Yeah. Karen was wow. even the Google Docs. Yeah. I wasn't. I always tried to get in there. But and I then get uh, COVID hit. And then we're like, well, fuck. And then we're like, well, we should start right. these phone calls again up. And then we're like, who's the coolest person we can get? Eight man. 
So we're starting well, at the bottom, oh. but uh, <laughs> it's you only up from here. <laughs> no, I mean, this is you, you're like really our first real guest because Dan's our buddy. Dan's our buddy. Oh, you're my buddy too, but oh, he's right. been on here like six times. Dan's been here in person a bunch, and, and Pappy's been on five and, times. And you know? Pappy, we called because he was like at the hospital and everything, so we couldn't have him come over. Yeah. Now he's good. We we had him in person again and all that, but at the time he wasn't. So it's was only this is the third only the third phone call. So I hope. Tom did this right and everything recorded because we just spent a lot of time with you on Yeah, it. no promises. That would be terrible. It's fine. I'm not worried. I'll do it again with you if I yeah, have to. I don't yeah. know how this stuff Hey, goes. listen, uh, we're going to have to do this again tomorrow, pal. <laughs> Nothing recorded. <laughs> That's, I'll do it all over again. I felt like that at the current. I was like, what if I can't get this live feed to oh, turn on? What God. if it's a – dude, I was stressed out, but it all worked out in the end. But, yeah, I know the feeling. We'll just do it again. I'll call you tomorrow. What's, uh, what's the best shirt to edge in? <laughs> from steven tyler the edge what i don't even know oh you're you're the edge guy yes 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 i had to think back to your videos about what yeah. the hell edging means, well people really ass. think that was true to edge to get higher testosterone levels before you go train and cam said guy he's cam a cowboy cam used to work in a gym yeah i don't know if he still does but he said these older guys would come in and ask if that was true <laughs> The camp's like, oh what are you talking about? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, I don't know shit. if I have a shirt made for edging. I'd, I'd say like a cutoff, right? you got to cut the shirt off. You don't want it hanging down long. No, yeah, yeah you'd yeah, have to have yeah. a belly shirt. Right, right. Uh, a belly a shirt that says persevere on the front. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably the best one. Oh, man. Uh, is the banner still hidden behind the shovels in your garage? Oh, that's for me. <laughs> that's you, Tom. <laughs> yeah, that's you. Cool. In the new place, I'm going to need a big banner. You got a lot of shovels. I got a lot of shovels in this new place. Well, I'm going to have a huge place. So you want a giant banner? Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah, because we're going to have, I mean, I got a, it's a lot of uh, square footage. in the, the places I got now, I have, like, no wall room anywhere. Yeah, what are you going to do with all that yeah, stuff right you have on your wall behind your bench right now? Are you going to bring that over? Yeah, I got to take everything down. I, uh, I'm having. You a got lot. a bunch of pictures up there. I, I see, know, right? And yeah. I'm thinking of photographs. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, a lot, yeah. of, a lot of shit. I got to get off these walls and get it into the new gym. Fuck, dude, it. you just moved there. Now you're moving again. Well, we just built this new gym, and luckily we didn't put too much money into it. We put a little bit, but um, we were we were gonna build a very giant like Morton building on the property. You know, because it's like a little over an acre where I'm on right now. And they were like, well, maybe we should not, you know, just in case, because we, if we find the right property, you know, we would like to move. But we don't know. It could be a year. It could be 10 years. And uh, we just set, happened to find this one property. And six months Dude, later, the, and it's, we're done. <laughs> you're the new Mark Bell now. Giant mansions. Are you going to get a Tesla next? Two of them. Yeah, we got matching Teslas. You're, mid, you're yeah. Midwest Mark. Yeah, me and me and Karen just went out and go out matching Teslas. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Karen, Karen only gives me $100 a week in allowance. I can barely afford gas. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Um, Let's see. You want to go out drinking sometime? <laughs> that's To me, that's to you again. That's not even to me. Any exciting news for the next Kern? Yeah, so I already like – so. Let me talk about this idea that I have because I don't know how it would ever work. Someone will probably steal the idea though, but dude, I feel like if we could do a powerlifting meet with the top 10, 15, maybe 20 Wilk scores in the world, men and women, 
all like in one or two flights in one day would be freaking awesome. Do you know what I mean? You're not, then you're getting all squats like, you know, John Hack and Dan Bell and all these guys squatting amazing weights for their body weights and, and women, you know, the Hunter Henderson squats, like all that stuff, all packed into one live feed or one show. It would be amazing. Yeah, it'd be something. I mean, if I you would, could get that on TV, it would be awesome. Oh, yeah. So we do a, a really – we improve our live feed skills. We have all the top lifters in one day. And I, I don't know – okay, so you guys compete, obviously. I don't know how we can shorten down a meet, but for hardcore fans, they'll less, sit there for less, eight hours. Less lifters, you know. Yeah, for hardcore fans, they'll watch for eight hours. They love it. But if you're trying to grow the sport and get other eyes on it, like your average neighbor – you got to cut that event down to like four or five hours. You know what I mean? Well, you'd have to but have, I don't know. You have to have like 10 or 12 people in one flight, you know? But can like but can like a Dan Bell, for instance, can he squat 1,000 pounds and then come back like three hours later and deadlift 800? Like, does he need more rest than that? I don't really know. It depends how many Coors Lights you give him. That's true, Tom. <laughs> what do you think? Well, the uh, I think it was in Lombard a couple of years ago. They had the IPL or something. It's some kind of uh, powerlifting meet and or weightlifting meet, whatever it was. It, it, it was, I think it was a powerlifting meet. It was like a you know like the the weird ones, those fucking the natty IPL guys. Well, they right. would do their meets. They would have one. They'd have four platforms, which I think was a bit excessive. But they do their meets starting. Some guys would start at three thirty, six thirty. They're done. Yeah. Oh my god. And they would fucking and you'd have like literally like I don't know, hundreds if not a thousand competitors. It was it was insane, and I'm like, holy fuck! How do they do this so fast? Like, powerlifting meets sometimes get over at ten o'clock at night. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, especially know, you start at ten forever. in the morning, especially the older ones. So if they could, you know, what I mean, if you told like the Dan Bells, the, all the Hunter, like all those guys, like, hey, you have to do this under four hours, but it's going to be on ESPN. Yeah. Like you'd be like, oh fuck, well, you fuck, figure it out, dude. You, you want could, this? No one I'm wants thinking. to watch eight hours of powerlifting. I like powerlifting. I didn't want to be there for eight hours. No, <laughs> like, no, cause when Dan wasn't lifting, I was drinking beer in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. It's all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the one thing so, that sucks about powerlifting, you know? Yeah. So can we short that's so my thought on the current, can we shorten up the event and can we go out and interview some of these people ahead of time, film their training? So like, yeah, you'd have to, you'd have to have something you do, to fill stuff with. Yeah. I mean, you do the flight of squats, then you give them a little bit of a break instead of right in the bench for them. But during that half hour, we play some of the interviews, some of their training. Them. You can interview them live you know, as well. You could, yeah, interview them. You could have a panel of people. I don't know. So I, I just started thinking about this with my brother, and I talked to Gracie about it too today. Like, it would be cool to just make it more and more of a sporting event for television or for live feed that people really then – because you, you root for people even more when you know their background story, when you interview them a little bit, when they see, like, what they've gone through to get to this point. It, it brings the fan in even more to the sport. So – that, yeah, and I, I think we can improve the live feed too because it would be nice on the – I had to run all the software and it's hard to do, to be honest, like to switch the cameras all the time and put up little slides of – you have to plan a lot of the slides ahead of time of people's oh, names and stuff like that. I saw the com- eight-man commercials a lot. But even like when Hunter Henderson goes up to lift, I had slides prepared that had her yeah, name, what awesome. city she's from. Yeah. I got to do that ahead of time, and then I got to know when she's coming up to quickly put that on the screen. So it is kind of involved, but I didn't like I Dan Bell from Florida, though. It should have been from Galva, Illinois. I was very disappointed. Well, <laughs> I only got the information of what they submitted when they registered for the current, so I don't even know where that came from. But damn it, damn what it. if you could then put the weight? What if on the screen came up the weight they were lifting? Because people always want to know how much weight is on the bar, and unless Garrett says it out loud, yeah. you don't get to see it really. So stuff like that we can improve, I think, from a viewing audience standpoint. 
I don't know. We want to really do these live feeds. My brother and I have been talking about it for a year. How can we get really great at live feeds? Have more camera angles than we had. Um, improve the internet connection. So it's because our cameras and everything are high def. By the time it gets out to YouTube through the internet, it's like not high def. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So yeah. I mean, it can be done. Because think about it, if you had two flights of ten lifters each, ten male, ten female, and you said be on your fucking shit. You have a half hour to bench. All you know what I mean? Like you have a minute each, right. each attempt. That's it. Like no fucking right. around. Let's get this in. You you could do it an, an hour tops under an hour. You do twenty minutes of fucking. You do. You have people run commercials, pay for ads. You have interviews. A couple like the bigger name lifters, maybe the top three of each one. You have interviews of each of them, so bam. it's filling up time. You have ten to fifteen minutes. Bam, bench. Same thing. Bam, deadlift, and you have a little bit of spots in between. You could take an eight to ten hour meet and put it into four and have it televised. It's then you hours. could almost sell it. Man, four hours is you know still I mean? right. Time. It's still a long time, but for, for it's better than eight to ten. To watch it, yeah. But probably if it's getting a little more popular, it's still, you know. Yeah, you got. I it. mean, they have but, fucking I mean, CrossFit shit on, so. People right. I mean, I'd rather watch powerlifting. I mean, yeah. to be honest, if you could capture too, like, dude, when you're in person, the energy and like the vibe when someone's got a thousand pounds on the squat bar. I don't know if it comes across on TV, but man, it's an intense. Oh yeah, in person. Like, yeah. You know, fifteen twenty seconds for them to unrack it walk it out like oh yeah man if we could capture that better with better camera i don't even know better microphones there i mean it's like it's a cool sport it's really cool in person but yeah how do we get it to transfer onto tv or onto you know youtube it's it's more difficult um will you sign tom callis aka the charleston champ to a fight contract the hell is that? <laughs> what's the charleston the champ? Charleston sounds champ. like a sex move <laughs> what is that I don't know. We don't sign fight contracts. If he fights, I'll put a shirt on him, though. I don't want to fight anybody. Uh, I'm good. Yeah, no, he only <laughs> fights right. bar fights in St. Charles. Yeah, Illinois. yeah, yeah. The only bar yeah. fights with yuppies. Do you think I Dan don't... Bell missed his second deadlift because Gracie slapped him in the face? Ha ha. <laughs> I don't think that. No, I don't. <laughs> what is your favorite movie? Uh oh. Dude, what do, are you gonna pick a genre or do I just go with my all time favorite I mean, movie? What's your all time favorite movie? So all my all time favorite movie are Rocky movies. So if a Rocky movie is on four and under, let me see one, two, three, or four. Yeah, right. Dude, I'm all about Rocky one, two, three, and four. Like what? I love Rocky. I love Rocky too, but definitely not my favorite. My favorite Then go let's ahead. hear it. Well I was gonna say I thought you were gonna say Vision Quest. <laughs> Dude, well, I was just going to say, so my son and I watch Vision Quest all the time. I love Vision Quest. Oh, it's my favorite. I used to watch that as a kid growing up. My dad used to make me watch it constantly. I love it. every time. And my daughter was like, oh, gosh, Vision Quest again. I'm like, dude, Vision <laughs> Quest is like the best. everything. I, I know love it is. Vision Quest. Same here. I love so, Vision Quest. I was watching it tonight before I was working out. Dude, it's such a great movie. I, I don't know. I told my son, I go, if I coach high school wrestling, you'd be required to watch Vision Quest like every week before the meet. Of course. You know what I mean? And there's nothing fires you up more than Vision Quest. Oh. And the girl, he's got the Carla girl that's oh, super hot, like yeah. 20 something years Madonna's old. Madonna's in it. Him. I mean, it's all good, man. <laughs> he's fucking. He, I love when he climbs the pegboard and the coach wasn't going to let him wrestle shoot, but then he climbs the pegboard. He's like, you got it. You got it, dog. Oh, you got man. it. Just the he coach is in board. his singlet with like a collared shirt. Yeah, no, that's the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing is awesome. I thought you were going to uh, say uh, "Revenge of the Nerds" because that was place it in Arizona State, wasn't it? It was at U of A. Oh, University, University of Arizona. Arizona, not Arizona yeah, State. That's it. No. I knew it was in Arizona. Like comedy wise, dude, I've been watching "Coming to America," the original, like 
for months now it's been on tv i love that movie old school if you're talking old school comedy from like the 80s and 90s coming to america you've seen that movie right yeah but i wouldn't put, i mean come on for comedy wise really i'm saying dumb and where dumber. are you going I'm going Animal, Animal House for old school comedy by far. Animal House. That's real old school. Uh, That's like the 70s. Dumb and Dumber is my all-time favorite. I watched that more probably than any that movie when I was a classic kid. classic, too. I own that one, too. That's a good That's, one. That's probably the most. They're probably, probably the movie I've watched more than any other movie. Well, I guess it would be those three. Animal House, Resident Earth, <laughs> and Dumb and Dumber in that order. And then they get totally outside of my eight-man personality, like, I will I will sit and watch movies like Tombstone. Silver Lining Playbook, oh, God. The Proposal, like what? romantic comedy. <laughs> oh my God! You better cut that out. You're gonna lose sales, Dude, pal. I'll listen, edit. I'll I edit that out. <laughs> I can't write deep quotes. I can't write deep quotes without a complete array of movies in my. You know <laughs> what I mean? Know that. I've never even watched that stuff. Are you serious? No, I've, never, liar, I've, I've never. I've never watched. Uh, I'm trying to think of like the girliest movie I've ever watched. I I don't even know. I'd probably say. Goodfellas, maybe? <laughs> Dude, Silver Linings Playbook is a great movie. Have I've never watched it. it. You want, I'll, maybe oh. I'll watch it tonight. If you want me to watch it, I'll it's put it on. It's got Bradley Cooper. He's a great actor. It's got Robert De Niro. Oh, I like He's De Niro. He's a good yeah. guy. De Niro's good. Um, Chris Tucker's in it. Yeah. Uh, that's, I don't know. It's a pretty good movie. <laughs> Dude, he's like crazy in the movie. He meets this girl that's crazy. I don't know. It's a good movie, man. I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, I'll have to look that's, it up I, I still am going back to Rocky as my favorite movie. Oh, I loved Rocky. Like, serious. Yeah. Well, what's your I'm favorite Rocky, Rocky out, of that, out of those four? What's your favorite one? Probably three. Yep, same here. Hogan's in and, it. Mr. T's in it. Yeah, he, like, loses. He's got to come back yep. and win. Like, there's, like, a lot of stuff going on in that movie. I mean, now that I'm older, though, because, I, you know, as a kid, I love Rocky three. Rocky One's a great movie. Like, they're all good movies, like, as an adult. I like Rocky three and four three. the best out of, out of the four. Three and four. I love it when he fights the Russian, man. They always train oh. to beat the Russians. That's what I'm always preaching, you know? Those Russians, they're always cheating, you know? Yeah. I want to say that movie came out in 85, maybe, and I was maybe 11. Oh, yeah, that Russian, uh, Dolph Lundgren, was so scary in, in theater as a kid watching that movie. We oh, were, like, gonna, I thought you were going to say Rocky. Yuri Belkin. <laughs> He's scary. What happened he to that guy? At- he wasn't at the current. I don't think he could get here because of visa issues and COVID and stuff. I don't really know. How's he doing? He's still doing good. He's your oh, athlete, man, right? Just, how, do you, yeah, how, do you, how do you meet a Russian guy? You talk to him on the phone or what? He has a translator app. So oh, <laughs> I talk to him through DM on like Instagram. Dude, what? Dude, I love Yuri Belkin. You can't even talk to him. <laughs> how do you I love this know, guy? but. Dude, the guy is, like, so just, like, stoic with the lifting. You know what I mean? He, like, bows to get on the platform. He'll deadlift, like, 900 pounds, weighing 200. I don't know. The guy is, like, a machine. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Too, I love man. everything. But but like, I love Americans. I, Did I you like see Rocky Four? Authentic. <laughs> Listen, I like authentic people. So what I mean is if you're, like, all pumped up and crazy on the platform, I love that, too. Like, that's cool if that's who you are. Mm-hmm. That guy is so calm and lifts all this weight. It's, like, really That's like Ed awesome Cohen, the same thing. You know, he was always yeah. calm, you know. Right. Which doesn't even match the Powered by Rage and Lift Angry branding of my company, but I don't know. Something cool about that. I just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Yuri, man. Well, Belkin, yeah, he's strong. He's strong Russian. But he wins that current, like, the last two years, I want to say, except for this year, obviously. Well, he didn't win last year either. He didn't? No. 
just COVID. Oh, well, I mean the last one they had, <laughs> not last year. Oh, man. COVID one last year. Um, yeah. What is your favorite, like, music or song? What the fuck? Same thing. Same question. It was, Dude, uh, was if it I Travis go to love Trill? songs, you're really going to throw me off of here. Oh, Dude, I – so, like, I like country music mostly. Yes. Just because I grew up here in Arizona. We had horses as kids and stuff like that, so I'm really a country music guy. I like old school country from the 80s, like George Strait type stuff. But I also like – Nothing better. I, like, I love Eric Church as a new, like, type of country guy. Like, I'm an Eric Church guy. Probably. I was just listening to him before you called me, waiting for you to call me. Well, I like Eric Church. He's good. Yeah. Uh, you got like Cody Jinx? Oh, yeah, because of CB. <laughs> me and CB Dalloway, I've been backstage now twice with Cody Jinx. Oh, really? Awesome guy. I watched Cody Jinx uh, drink about eight beers. And before he came, went on stage and smoked a bag of weed, and then oh he gosh. sang and drank about four beers. Then and then he drank with us all night until I passed out in the Uber. I don't remember going home. So yeah, really we, good dude. We went to CB's fight against Ed Herman in um, Vegas, and he came out to a Cody Jinx song. That's the first time I had heard of him. It was that loud and thunder. What is it? Oh loud, yeah, heavy yeah. Rain. Yeah, loud thunder, heavy rain. Yeah, it's a good song. Yeah. Great song. I was like, this song's awesome. I downloaded it then, and uh, yeah, I've been a fan since. I told, what's his name? Uh, I told C.B. Dalloway he's got to come out to Seminole Wind. That song by yeah, John Anderson. Good... Oh, no, it's yeah, a John yeah. Anderson song, Seminole Wind. Yeah, yeah. Well, C.B.'s probably, is he a country fan? I don't even know. Oh, CB. yeah, big time. Okay. Yeah, him and his old man, C. C. D. Dalloway or whatever it is. His dad's got like, the same <laughs> yeah. name. Yeah, yeah. It's Clarence Dalloway or something. Clarence, yeah. I drank with him yeah. too. That guy can that guy can pound some beers, I'll tell you that. Yeah, he's a cool dude too, his dad. So Well we gotta wrap this up. I gotta go put Karen to bed. <laughs> yeah, me too. Well she's gotta put me to bed, I mean. Yeah, me Are too. You gonna let her stop printing? <laughs> well, just to put me to bed, then she's gotta go back out to the shop. <laughs> we got a lot of new tie dye shirts that need to be printed, oh, my friend. Those tie dye shirts are cool, man. I like those. Oh, I love the tie dye. It's my my. I think it's my favorite shirt that I own by far. It matches you very well. Like that's a good shirt for you and your brand for sure. And it's it's the Just most comfortable, quick... softest shirt I've ever. Really? Owned. Yeah. I'm gonna have to order one from you when I get my next round of pre workout. Yeah, damn pre workout. Hopefully, we get it in the beginning of May. The other guy, we've got other shipments coming for sure. Um, May 10th, it's being shipped. Supposedly. The pre-workout, I've told you this several times, your pre-workout's the only stuff, I love that stuff. I buy it, that's the only stuff I take. It's my favorite stuff. Yeah, I know, and you're not bullshitting either. No, I'm not bullshitting. Yeah. In fact, dude, I had a detox from the from the pre-workout because what I would do, I'd get up in the morning and have a cup of coffee. I'd go to 8-Man and I'd have a scoop of pre-workout <laughs> so I could ship orders. Yeah. Then it like... After lunch, I'd have another cup of coffee, and then when we lift at 4 o'clock, I'd have pre-workout again at 4. I was, like, hyped up all day on that stuff, so I had to, like, come back down to once a day. I know. I'm trying to do the same thing because I got, uh, you know, like an unlimited supply of Monster here. They sponsor me. They send me all this Monster, and then I got my pre-workout, which I've had a ton of that, you know. And uh, I try to, like, if I drink a Monster, I try to drink only half of it, and then I take a scoop a lot of times at work of that pre-workout at prison, and I get all fucking hopped up. And then, uh, again, at night at 6 o'clock, I'm taking it again, you know, so I'm trying to cut back, but it's fucking hard. I love it. I'd rather have the pre-workout than coffee. Yeah, oh, me too. I tried drinking coffee over the winter because it's warm. I fucking hate it. Oh. I used to love it, but compared to the pre-workout, it doesn't hype me up as much, you know? It's got other stuff on the pre-workout. 
Yeah, no, I love uh, and all the flavors. I love, but I think White Lightning's our biggest seller. It's great. Yeah, that's what I get. I get the White Lightning. I think when I order, um, I really like the strawberry lemonade hooch a lot, and we haven't had that in fucking like eight months. So that's coming back too, and uh, like those two and Prison Punch maybe. I think at least three of them are going to be restocked uh, here in a, in a couple weeks. So yeah, we'll get some out to you, brother. All right, we got to wrap this thing up. Don't you got stuff to do, pal? Dude, I haven't had dinner yet. I I waited for how you guys, but yeah, it's eight o'clock. <laughs> you guys been waiting for eat. us for three hours to get on the air. <laughs> yeah, you were like six, six thirty, and six thirty, like five minutes, and you're like ten more minutes. I was like, geez, I've well, eaten. And then we tried doing the phone call. Tom called me, and I went outside, and it didn't work. I'm like, oh fuck. What kind of board do you guys have? Do you have just a, the the road podcaster thing? No, we got a Behringer no. X one two 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 USB oh, board. Okay. It's it's pretty nice. It's probably more than we need, but you know, you yeah. go bigger, you go home. Yeah, you might as well go all in. Man. Yeah, nothing but the best for us, man. Yeah, Let's get stupid podcasts. Yeah, nothing for but sakes. the best. You know, come on. I, you have a podcast page on Instagram. I don't follow it. I better get on. Yeah, let's get stupid podcast. Let's get stupid podcast. Oh, Dude, I can't keep up with all your pages, man. You got like six pages on there. That is true. Well, so. Hey, what, are you going to put Noah on or what? Noah's been here the whole time and hasn't said a word. <laughs> you wouldn't know it. He's just been sitting on the phone. <laughs> Noah's been sitting on the phone the whole time. It's been like two hours, motherfucker, oh, hasn't said man. one word. What's funny about my brother is he never – he doesn't want to do these interviews. He gets all nervous and doesn't want to talk. But, like, everyone loves my brother more than me. I'm probably the older brother that's the dick. Yeah. And everyone thinks Noah loves Noah, but he doesn't He doesn't want to talk. Noah is awesome. You know, Noah went out with me to do the Steve Austin podcast. It was me, Noah, and my wife. And he had to record oh, me God. and my wife for, like, two days. It was fucking great. <laughs> He's following us around to bars and shit. I'm just getting hammered drunk oh, peeing everywhere man. and shit. <laughs> This is good content. Poor kid. I know it. Poor. I know it. Karen really liked Noah. Noah's such a nice guy. The motherfucker follows around for two days. Dude, I think we had to take down all those videos from our YouTube this year. Had to take it down? Why? We So we had a song in one of the videos we did that was like an instrumental song for like 20 seconds. And some company that had the song, oh their attorney like sued us. Jesus and I had to get Christ. a copyright attorney, and we were going to definitely – you'll lose, dude, you will lose those lawsuits. That's what I found out. If they sue you for a song on your YouTube on some video you have, you'll lose because you didn't get the permission. Yeah. I so just... I had to go through all this money and settle it, and it was expensive, to be honest, like way more than I – and I then I just <laughs> removed all the videos. So now everyone like writes me like, you took down your videos. I love the video of this oh, or that. God, I used I'm to like, watch dude, that one all the time. If you got that one, send see? it to me. I want to put it on my page. <laughs> I, I just want to have it. It was, it was a good video. You know, it's a good memory. No, I still have them. They're just, like, private now. Like, I didn't delete them, but I just took them off because till we can, like, maybe redo the music or make sure they're all okay, like, it's just too risky, which is really sad because the music's just background stuff. It has nothing to do with the videos, but... man. That it's just like cool. I was like, man, yeah. So be careful with that, you and everyone else, because they will, yeah. Well, I got a couple issue. of guys that I know that are letting me use their music right now. We just, I just actually See, started a, a new kind of. We only have one video out right now, but I got a guy actually doing my stuff now. So, yeah, which drops every yeah. Thursday, by the way, at eight p.m. So tune in to Huckfin Barbell's <laughs> YouTube page, my friend. Yeah, that's good. If you have the music rights or you you can buy free right or get free music on YouTube, but they're just not good songs, so we yeah. never done that, but you should really do that because it it'll save you in the end. 
Oh, and one more thing before we go. You're a big yeah. 1985 Chicago Bears fan. 85 I, Bears. That's my – 85 Bears is the best team of all time. Best team ever assembled. Best defense by far ever assembled. Steve I'm Mongo McMichael has a ALS. Did you see that? I know. I saw that. You posted that. Oh, man. Sad. I love Mongo. It was like one of my heroes. I mean, the guy was – he is the alpha male. And Mongo was nuts. He would – I mean, he was Those guys part of that defense. Awesome. He was awesome on that defense. He became a fucking four horseman in pro wrestling. He was married to one of the most beautiful women ever until she left him and went to, with Steve Austin and then called the police on Steve Austin and all that. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. Yeah, he had a lot of history on Deborah McMichael. Uh, no, we love Mongo, man. The Finns always love Mongo. I got a story. Well, I'll tell this real quick because it's a good story. Steve Mongo McMichael. Okay. He had a bar over here, like towards Sam, like, kind of where we live. Was driving yeah. home one night. A police officer that I know pulled him over at like three in the morning. He had an old Cadillac, similar to Tom's old car. Yes. He had a taillight out or something and went through a stop sign. Gets pulled over. Guy lets him go. <laughs> oh, and realizes it's Steve McMichael. The cop gets back in his car. Steve gets out of his vehicle, and the cop's like, "What the fuck is he doing? Why is he getting back out of his vehicle?" Pops the trunk. Gets in his trunk. Gets an eight by ten autographs, gives it to the guy, and takes oh, off. Shit. So, a good Steve McMichael story, <laughs> local for you. Dude, but always, oh, that guy's man. awesome. Eighty-five. Yeah. Walter Payton passed away a long time ago. Jim McMahon has the the brain issues going on. Nah, he had sad, brain man. issues when he played. You know, and he'll be fine. Ditka's well, still kicking. He'll be fine. You know. Yeah, Ditka's still kicking. Dude, kill I was Ditka. a kid. I'm Phoenix kid. I don't. We didn't have a team in Arizona when I was a kid. The Cardinals weren't here yet till I was older. But, dude, I was a huge. I love the '85 Bears. Mm-hmm. Best team ever. Bears. Yeah. All right, we got to wrap I'm this up. You. We got to get out of here, brother. But right, I just wanted man, to bring that right. that up. That the Bears. That's yeah. too bad about Mongo. Alpha. Dude, the Super Bowl shuffle, man. <laughs> Hell, I play that Super and get fired Bowl up sometimes. Shuffle. Right, right. right. We are the Bears yeah. shuffling crew, shuffling oh, that down, man. doing it for you. Uh, all right, man. Hey, all where, right, guys. Where where can they find you at? Mark Bell's podcast, or what's the deal here, bud? <laughs> you can find me on Mark Bell Slingshot Podcast.com. <laughs> at Eight Man Strong, everything, right? Eight Man Strong. Everything at Eight Man Strong. The Instagram, the Twitter, the Facebook, the website's Eight Man Strong.com. Yeah, all Eight Man Strong. Yeah. Eight Man Strong, baby. Thanks, Adam. Come, thanks, hey, th- tell, hey, thanks, Noah. Thanks, Adam, for coming on. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Noah. Great. <laughs> Hell of an interview, Noah. Just like always. Uh, oh man, you guys are funny. All right, man. Love you guys. Oh. All right, buddy. Later. Okay. Bye. I'll see ya. Bye. But that guy can talk, huh? Yeah. Jesus. How much time are we? Are we? Was that yeah. a half hour time? I ran out of memory. It stopped recording hours ago. God, I got to take a leak. Man, good dude. Crazy story. I didn't know that all about them. I didn't know that original story at all, man. He had, like, nothing. (laughs) Fuck. Well, he figured it out. He built something out of nothing. Now he's doing live streams. Yeah. No, they're they're doing good. Eight Man Strong, they've been doing good for a while. Yeah. But like I said, those guys are awesome. I love those guys. Never a bad word to say about the Eight Man Strong guys. The only reason I left those guys is because I started my own brand. Right. I'd still be with them right now, no doubt. Good dudes. Yeah, Noah didn't say much, but that's just how he always is. No. <laughs> yeah, Adam would talk forever, man. I got to get out of here. Karen's got to put me to bed. She's probably already asleep. Yeah, I got to fix a dryer. Fix a dryer? Yeah, my belt. 
It's oh, fucked geez. up. I gotta go Sus. replace it. I'll wrap this rascal Alpha up. stuff. Alpha. I'm going to call somebody. I'm going to go get drunk, and I'm going to call somebody to fix it. Uh, brought to you by GeneralLeatherCraft.com at Manscaped. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> we do got to plug them. You're way off. <laughs> at Pioneer underscore fit on Instagram. Go there for all your leather belt needs. Great dude. Takes care of us. You should take care of him. Buy a belt. We ah. are brought to you this week by Manscaped. Uh, if you hear Manscaped on this product, oh, my podcast. God. Podcast. Jesus. Podcast. Go there, use code STUPID, all caps, for 20% off free shipping, or and free shipping. Uh, they got some new products coming down the line. They got hygiene kits. They got ball wipes. They got lotions. They got the Manscaper. They got the perfect performance package. You got different level trims. Let's go. Wrap it up, you idiot. Awesome product. I got to take a leap, Great man. company. Uh, they do a lot of they – do, they were doing a lot of sponsoring of uh, MMA. Yeah. They were. Think, they were on some rings. Yeah, and they were – I think they're still in the UFC. I'm not too sure. Uh, good company. Check them out. Uh, all your training needs, smartstrengthofficial.com. Uh, check us out for all your training needs. Check out HFB Apparel. Hey, uh, tie-dye dropping Tie-dye, two different, one, two different ones now. Uh, let's get super tie-dye and uh, Rise and Shine. It's party time. Both are out right now. Go Shut up, Huck, Karen. Huck Finn Barbot. Dad, Cam. Okay, bye. Swear to Mama Bear that I'm still well and good. Yes, I try. Oh Lord, I try. Well, I try to do what's right, end up doing wrong. Try to live this life right here inside a country song. Yes, I try.
Sun Spring.